Philippians 2.13 says that because God is at work in you to will and to act, you should work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why the fear and trembling? Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Just as you have always obeyed, continue to obey, continue to carry on being a Christian, keep keep putting your salvation into practice. Why, Paul? Why should I do that? Because it's God who works in you to will and to act according to his good pleasure. Now, at that point, you, you might be still thinking, hmm, I, I'm, I'm still not, I'm not quite getting it. I'm not seeing the connection. He's working in me, therefore I should obey. I don't know, how does that, how does that logically follow? Is that what it's saying? God is at work in me, therefore I should obey and work my salvation? Is that what it's saying? No. No, it's not, not quite. <laughs> it's, we're still missing one piece, one important piece. Peace, and, and when we can get that missing piece in, then you're going to see, it's all going to make sense. Then you'll see the logic of the, how the verses fit together. In fact, that missing piece is actually the main point. We haven't even talked about the main point of verse 12 yet. We missed it. We've left it out. The main point of verse 12 is not that we should obey and work our salvation. That's not the point. See, in Greek... When you want to emphasize something, make it real emphatic and point to it, instead of underlining it or making it bold or italics or something like that, what they would do is they would put it out of the normal sentence order. Like something you would expect to be at the end of the sentence, they'd put it at the beginning of the sentence or the phrase. And that's what they do here. And you can tell what's emphasized by what comes first. So listen, here's a literal translation of verse 13. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, with fear and trembling, carry out your salvation. You you hear it? That's the emphasis. In the modern discussion of this verse, working out your salvation gets all the press. But that's not the main thrust. The main thrust is fear and trembling. Fear and trembling. So if you want an accurate translation in English, what you do is just underline that phrase, fear and trembling. Then you'll get the feel. Um, just as you've always obeyed, uh, continue to uh, work out your salvation, carry it out, do it, do, be, be a Christian. As you do that, make sure you do it with fear and trembling. That's the point. That's what he's saying. Make sure you take your obedience very, very seriously. Fear and trembling. Because some things we take more seriously than other things, right? Depending on the value of something or how dangerous it is. Like if I'm working on my car, if my glove box malfunctions, I might tinker with that, maybe even take it apart. If I break something or I mess up, it's, it's not a huge deal. Uh, but other parts of my car, like if it's a carburetor, I'm, I'm not going to mess around with a carburetor. Because carburetors are complicated. Getting them adjusted just right is a very delicate, very tricky thing. And it's really easy to do more harm than good if you just start tinkering with the thing you don't know what you're doing. People who do that spend a lot of time on the side of the road waiting for tow trucks. So, so it would be with some fear and trembling before I ever touched a carburetor. Another time that I might have fear and trembling before touching something is if it's worth a lot of money, right? 
So, so if I, if I borrow your bicycle, you got some incredible road bike, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna borrow that, I'm riding off, and as I ride off, you say, oh, by the way, uh, it's a $15,000 bike. Well, and now I'm riding off with some fear and trembling. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is an expensive bike. I'm gonna be very, very careful with that bike. See, there's numerous different reasons why you might handle something with fear and trembling. Maybe it's because it's delicate and you could easily mess it up like a carburetor, or maybe it's because it's super valuable or something, or maybe it's just dangerous, right? Like like if you're if you're handling nitroglycerin, uh, which if you bump it, explodes. Uh, then you're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry this with some fear and trembling. Um, hopefully not too much trembling. <laughs> but I I'm gonna be careful with this. I'm gonna take it seriously. So, so, so various different reasons why we should approach something with fear and trembling. What Paul's saying here is when you carry on being a Christian, you live out your Christian life, you put the gift to use, um, you carry on your obedience with the Lord Jesus Christ, do that with fear and trembling. Why? Why? I mean, I know why I need to handle nitroglycerin with fear and trembling. I know why I have to handle really expensive things or really delicate things with some fear and trembling, take them really seriously. But why do I need to be so careful? Why do I need to handle my obedience and living out my salvation with fear and trembling? Once you ask that question, then you can easily see the connection between verses 12 and 13. Because what he's saying is, verse 12, make sure you handle your obedience and living out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Verse 13, because it's God who's doing that work in you. He's working to will and to act a certain way, and his reason for doing it is his own good pleasure. You don't want to be cavalier about doing something that God is at work in for his own good pleasure. You're going to take that seriously. Some, some translations say good purpose, others good pleasure. I, I, think, I really think good pleasure is the better translation. Um, the most natural translation of the Greek, I think, is it is God who works in you to will and to act for the sake of his good pleasure. Do you know that God has pleasure and he does things for his pleasure? God is a person. You know, if your concept of God is he's just like this impersonal fog out there somewhere, like the Star Wars force or something, that's, none of that is what God is like. God is a person with emotions and he works for his own pleasure. Um, the reason human beings have emotion is to reflect what God is like. So, so he has emotions, he works for his pleasure, so God is rolling up his sleeves, he's working in you to make changes for the purpose of making himself happy. He, he's doing things inside you to produce outcomes that he really strongly desires. Make him happy. He wants this. He, he, he really wants this. Say, how much does he want it? Titus 2.13 Our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Jesus wanted eager obeyers. He wanted a, a group of people like that for himself so bad, he was willing to die for it. That's how much he wanted it. Jesus didn't just die to pay for your sin. He also died to prevent your sin. He didn't just die so that we could have forgiveness. He died to bring about our earnestness and eagerness to do good. He wants eager people. 
People are eager to do good. That, and, and he wants it so much, he's willing to die to bring it about. The reason you need to handle your obedience with fear and trembling is because you do not want to get in between God and something he earnestly desires. This is something he wants. If it, and if it's something that God really, really wants, you don't want to be resisting it. You don't want to be working in opposition to it. Right? You don't want to be sabotaging what he's doing. See, the quietists say, uh, stop thinking about how you're doing spiritually. You don't even think about that. Just think about what Christ has done. And it's great to think about what Christ has done on the cross, but that's leaving part of it out. We think about what Christ has done. We also think about what Christ is doing. That's also good to think about. Don't become too morbid and introspective, but do think, what is Christ doing? He's working in me. What is he doing in me? We, we, we consider both what he has done, what he is doing, and, and, and we need to consider what he's doing so that we can cooperate with it and not sabotage it or resist it. Your salvation and the life of obedience that flows out from your salvation is a project that God is working on. Anytime you touch one of God's projects, you better do that with fear and trembling. Fouling up a carburetor is one thing. And, and, and fouling up something that Almighty God really, really wants, that's something different. Smashing up a $15,000 bike, that's, that's one thing. Smashing up a project that it, God has really been working on and he, he, he really desires and that he gave his son's life for, that's something you want to be careful with. Don't smash that up. So anytime you're dealing with your salvation, anytime you're dealing with your obedience, tread Lightly, take it serious. Be careful. You know, if you're a little kid and your mom is working, just sweating, working hard, laboring to clean the house, and she's just doing all this work, and she's doing it for her good pleasure. She wants a clean house. She really, really wants a clean house. And so she's working hard. If that's going on, you would be ill-advised to walk in there and just start throwing dirt around and, you know, Right? Messing it up. Um, if, you, if you go in there while she's cleaning and do anything, you better do it with fear and trembling. Right? It's like, be careful what you do. If God is doing all this work in your heart to bring about obedience, anytime you lay your hands on that project, anytime you, anytime you face a temptation and, and, and you, uh, you have to decide to go in the direction of obedience or disobedience, Make that decision with fear and trembling. Realize what you're dealing with. Earlier in the sermon, I put up that sign said men at work and it's got men crossed out and God written in there. God at work. I don't know if you noticed the top of that sign. Caution. God at work. If it's a God's at work, if it's something he really wants, you're going to lay hands on that project. Proceed with caution. Think about the next 60 minutes of your day, that hour that you're just now dipping your toe into. God has something in mind in your life that he's working for, and it's for the purpose of his pleasure. Think about that. Consider it from every angle until it grips you and brings you to the point of fear and trembling. What could you do in the next hour that could contaminate that project and stomp on God's pleasure? And what could you do 
to enter into that pleasure. Father, teach me how to serve you with fear and to rejoice with trembling. Like Job, I want to be a man who fears you and shuns evil. You confide in those who fear you. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence, you hide us. In your dwelling, you keep us safe. Let all the earth fear you. Let all the people of the world revere you. Let me and my family and friends fear you. For you spoke, and it came to be. You commanded, and it stood firm. And if the one who created the universe with a word is right now creating something in me, if you're creating something marvelous in my life over the next several hours, how much care should I give to my involvement in that? Your eyes are on those who fear you, on those whose hope is in your unfailing love to deliver us from death and keep us alive in famine. I wait in hope for you, Lord. You are our help and shield. In you our hearts rejoice, for we trust in your holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians, 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.